Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As for Sam's day, what do we see when we go back and watch? I mean, we watched a couple of the picks, and it's like, those are good decisions and bad throws. Um, yeah. Obviously, the one late, same kind of thing. If he's truly trying to throw it out of bounds, like, that's the correct thing, and he just horrendously underthrows it. Throw. Um, you know, the one to Jahan, like, you, their protection breaks down, not necessarily because anybody in particular loses, but again, like, a good pressure from Wink. Mm-hmm take advantage of what the commanders are trying to do all of a sudden it's a jailbreak sam's running out he sees jahan looping open tries to throw it doesn't get enough on it pick uh he overthrows the one to diami but it's a good yeah. decision if he throws it out in the grass diami probably is able to run underneath it for a big play um so the the three picks like actually are to me not the worst uh of things although the last one obviously results wise is about as bad as you can get right. um but process wise not bad but he just also never really gets going. There's nothing major that happens in the game outside of those. I think that's the thing that I would just kind of look at, you know, with him is, you know, the first pick, I think that's the right decision, bad ball. The pick to D, uh, the pick to Jahan, I think he's coming open. I think he probably makes that throw last week, but misses it kind of badly inside, whatever, yeah. whatever the reason. Um, but I think outside of that, even, I just don't think he got settled in. I think, um, whether it was the pressure and there was a there was a fair amount of consistent relatively quick pressure that kind of unsettled him like we watched the the touchdown or not the touchdown the the red zone sequence the one where he throws the ball to logan thomas and i think that kind of encapsulates his day i think you know logan thomas is coming open but sam's a little accelerated the back's open in the flat curtis is coming open across the middle and if you can just let that breathe and marinate for a second i think you probably feel that you know if you get to the top of your drop take your hitch like you're supposed to, you're like oh i can get the ball to the back or i can get the ball to curtis right. like oh that that window to logan's real tight that's probably because that guy's not supposed to be there oh look curtis is wide open right and i say oh well and i'm sure fans are listening to me like well why doesn't he do that and dexter lawrence has a pressure on that play and i really felt like that was something that just changed the landscape of this game in, in a way that you know, we talked about how that was going to be an important matchup in the pregame, but it it had even it had such an outsized impact because there's a, a play later in the game where it's it's not a play action, but it's kind of like a shot look, right? Where Jahan is running like an out up back to a comeback, and Dexter gets a quick pressure, and so Sam's got to vacate. He ends up scrambling for a big play, twenty yard gain, but Jahan is wide open in the middle of the field. And talk about a play that would have changed the landscape of the game, like. That would have changed the landscape of the game. It would have been a completion. Jahan, there's nobody around him. He's one-on-one with the safety. Who knows what happens, right? Right. So I think there's play like there's just so many plays like that. And then I think in addition to that, you know, first off, I thought um, 
you know, uh, EB did a great job designing like Logan Thomas's first catch. I wanted to call attention to that. It's out of 13. It's like a sail route. Beautiful. He came back to that play a couple times, and I thought the Giants did a really good job of matching it and saying, we, we, we understand what you're trying to do and how you're trying to attack us. And so there's not a lot of air to throw those footballs. And so how the Giants adjusted in terms of attacking and matching concepts coupled with the pass rush, I think just made it very hard for Sam to get settled in. And one of the things, you know, I was listening to some analysts that PFF did uh, or analysis that PFF did on this game, and Sam had zero big-time throws in this game, which is Which is very, crazy for him. Yeah, which is very He leads the league in him. Yeah, he leads the league. And, you know, in terms of percentage rate, he's like 10th or 9th. You know, he's got a very high percentage in, in, in addition to having a, a lot of volume. Um, and I think when you look back at his best performances, there's always a couple of just like wow plays. You look at the New England game, there's probably four or five. Look at Seattle, there's probably four or five. And this game, there was zero. And I think that is that's the thing that is the most different about this game. I thought he did fine with the quick game. I thought he did fine with the keepers. But at that mid-level to deep where he's been kind of exceptional and you see kind of the reason people are talking about him in this in this light as being the guy that just that magic wasn't there today. And, um, and I think that's probably the biggest difference in the performance. It's something that if he wants to be really good in this league, he's going to have to adapt to because I mean, you've seen it with Mahomes. Um, the mm -hmm. offense when they had Tyreek was able to hit a lot of that deep stuff. And what happened is also the nature of this offense and the ability for them to create misdirection and kind of leak guys out and have big plays. Teams just started saying, we're not doing that. Like we're not yeah. letting you beat us deep. And Mahomes That's, became so absurdly efficient underneath that they've still been Super Bowl caliber. Um, and obviously, this year has been a little bit different. Their receivers are struggling, and they can't seem to catch anything. Um, and then the one or two shots a game, like Valdez Scanning, Scanning drops it last night. Um, and when those opportunities come, you have to hit them. Um, but like the reason Mahomes is still the MVP and is still so good is because he he just became ruthless underneath, yeah. very Brady esque um, in the way that that Tom used to dominate. And so, you know, Sam is now 12, 13 starts into his career. It's okay for a young guy to have uh, an off day. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's not the guy that that his trajectory is really any different than it was. It's just kind of, you know, team, more teams are going to do this. Like you have to, one, be able to take those opportunities when they come, stay patient, still look for them, trust the, you know, go through the proper process and hit them when they're there, but also just understand that that means there's stuff open underneath and the timing of that stuff has to be better so that you can just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts it. But I would also say in respect to this game, it's impossible to sustain long drives when you fumble. So, you know, so much for that plan. Yeah. And also I think, you know, one of the reasons that they ran the ball so well is they were running them into pretty advantageous looks here. I yeah. thought, you know, because there were some kind of softer coverage structures. There wasn't a lot of like single high. It's a lot of two shell looks, guys back off the ball guys deep and then they're kind of relying on their front six to kind of make a bunch of plays and they couldn't in a lot of instances and i think that's one of the reasons why db's credit that he leaned into that but i think you know like we've talked about this before and you've talked about um you know rushing frequency and what's the tipping point for the perfect dpa for the offense and i think in this game like the fact they were running the ball so well was because of what Wink was trying to do. Because I think, you know, when you look at the scouting report for this team, you've said this for probably four weeks now on the pregame show. If you were a defensive coordinator, you would play like the softest cover two quarters, cover six, down in and down out and be like, hey, man, you are going to run the football. Right. I dare you. And 
in this game, they did it. And I think the thing that is is frustrating about it is that it feels like the right approach because you can get them out of that stuff. Then you can get back to some of those shot plays like we were talking about and describing, and Sam, it makes it easier for Sam. But you turn the ball over so much, you can't, you you can't get, get anything going. Shots. You know, yeah. and like, so I think that that's, to me, that's, that's a, that feels like what's going on with this team with, with, in this game. You know, it'll be interesting interesting to see if Dallas abides by the same principle because they, while not not as dramatic in terms of pressure rate as Wink Martindale, they rely on their front four and um, Michael Parsons created a ton of pressure. Like, do they say, "Hey, man, we're going to kind of adopt a similar approach here and and force you to um, force you to run the ball more than you want to run it"? So, yeah, we trust that you'll throw a pick six to Deron Bland because everyone else seems to like. We'll <laughs> we'll trust you to make the mistakes, and that's the challenge of it, right? And that's why there is that tipping point because long drives are hard to sustain and you have to at some point in there turn that soft you know coverage back around they start to cheat up a little bit and you hit the the big one and they never got to that in this game hey everyone this is brett boone would you know it i've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as i sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Last thing, real quick, I want to I want to touch on. Um, it does feel like EB is a bit predictable, and even when they like try to subvert expectations, if you will, it, it almost feels like oh, we're in thirteen personnel. How, yeah. Don't don't <laughs> expect to pass from us, and like the, the deep shot to Diami is is out of thirteen. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a couple of other times in this game where they bring in the big personnel and, you know, it's like, ah, oh, we're going to subvert expectations, except for when you do, when you break the tendency so often, you're not actually breaking the tendency. You're doing your tendency. It's how tendencies work. And I'm just curious if you, if you feel that when you're going back and watching the tape, because we talked about like how well the giants did subverting expectation and kind of the contrast, I think is interesting. Right. So, um, I just feel like you know, maybe it's because we watch the team every week, but like that's what scouts do. So right. if I can see it, you know, professional scouts and, and advanced scouts can see it, but it just feels like when they used to bring in Alex Arma, although they were better about it with him, they bring yeah. in Alex Arma, like I'm prepared for play action. They bring in right. 13 personnel in this game. I'm prepared for play action as opposed to like, oh, we got to, we got to stop the run. Oh no, they got us. Like they, they don't, they don't get that reaction from a defense because it feels very predictable. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know there's like the overarching tendency of what EB wants to do, which we've talked about pretty extensively. You know, and I think the thing, like for example, they are in twelve personnel. They motion Bates to the backfield as a fullback, and it's like they're probably going to run a play action here, and they they run a play action, right? And you know, and I understand you like you like the concept. You're trying to take advantage of a thing you like, a matchup you like, and they end up checking the ball down to Bates, ends up being an eight yard gain. So there's nothing wrong with that, but. Um, I think there are plays that EB likes. I think there are there are concepts that EB likes. I think they tend to skew toward those concepts. Like, you know, in the red zone, they're going to run, I'll go special, and they're going to try and get the back up the seam. And that works, you know, but if you run it all the time, people are going to be ready for it, right? Right, and it's and a lot so, of similar down and distance stuff too, where it's like, come on. Like, we know we know based off that that you're going to do this. Right, and I, and I think most coordinators have strong tendencies. And I think, um, like, you know, like this, we talk about Kyle a lot. Like, Kyle has plays that he loves. 
And he's going to get those plays called a couple of times. I think the thing about Kyle is that when you watch it, you know, and I've seen guys, you know, like uh, Schwartz does breakdowns of the runs and all this stuff. And he's like, look at this run. And, you know, I've been in the system. So I'm like, oh, like that's just Zorro, but he's doing it out of 10 personnel with the receiver and they're motioning, you know, and you're just, and it's the same run. It's the same rules for everybody, but it's, dis- it's disguised in his presentation or like this play action out of this shift and this little bump motion right. and right. And, and it's the same concepts. It just looks different. And I think there are times where it feel, it looks too similar. You know, if I was going to, if, if EB asked me, I'd say, like there's times where I feel like it kind of falls in like, oh yeah, like you liked at a three by one, you like to run sale. Like, here you go. And I think that's one of the things about the, the, the first completion or the second completion of Logan Thomas down in the low red that leads to the field goal is it's out of 13. They motion to it. And it feels different, and all of a sudden it's sale, and it's wide open. And you're like, "Oh, that's mm. just a beautiful play to dine." So he's got that in there, you know what I mean? But also, I think like I'm I'm always of the mindset because of the guys that I played for that you can do that more. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because of Kyle, because of Sean, I'm always like, do that all the time. And that's not, that's an unrealistic expectation, but I think you can do it more. Um, but I think to 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 counter my own argument, I think he's been very successful with what he's done kind of yeah. getting because there is there is a school of thought saying that we are just going to run these concepts and know these concepts better than you can coverage cover them and i think there's a lot of value there um but in this game obviously that that didn't play out the way it, it, and i end up and a big part of it we're going to say this a million times excuse me turn the football over six times and right. it, it's hard to get to the the second level stuff when you can never get past the first level because you fumble right and pick. i think the other thing is like you this this is just like a different way of saying what you just said is like there is um you want to layer stuff right you want to kind of get to the play action pass but in the back of the defense's mind when you're down and you're trying to score points they're like they're gonna throw the ball like even even it's so funny even like um you know when i was when i'm the i'm the oc at the high school whatever you you throw an interception right and you're just like it's seven to zero nothing about the game has changed but every coach comes up to you like, I like these four passes. I like, and because you feel this urgency and this rush and defenses know that too. And you could see that they were like, they're going to throw to get back in this game because there's an urgency. And I thought, that's why I thought the drive, um, you know, where ultimately Chris Rodriguez fumbles was so brilliant. And the, and the drive that they got the field goal on was so brilliant because they ran the ball a ton. They were very patient. And then after that, that's when you felt that urgency come because the Giants were kind of moving the ball a little bit offensively right. and it just changes the dynamic instantly so yeah i think the other element of that is like managing the quarterback um he -hmm. is still young and still is inexperienced if you watch chiefs eagles last night especially in the first half obviously the chiefs offense uh didn't do squadoosh in the second uh but in 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 the first half like you watch all the orbit motions you watch them you know zing Kadarius tony here and throw this smoke screen uh you know where mahomes has the option at the line to abort the run there and like Mahomes on every single play is is barking something different and there's just a command and kind of a layering yeah. of the offense that is next level because he's been in that system with Andy for a long time and if you were to go back and watch like first year Mahomes I'm curious how much of that you would see and so you know Sam over the course of time whether it's with EB or whoever is here next like hopefully that's something he can develop um, but if I was EB like last time we kind of ran into this rut I put more on him and things got better so that's also another thing to consider if I'm mm. if I'm Eric over these maybe not Thursday but like over the mini buy and then over the big buy like can we find things to to implement uh that 
can help Sam have a few more answers and 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 disguise things a little more, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that's our show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a quick preview of the Cowboys game, and then we'll instant reaction it, not quite instantly. We'll do that Friday morning uh, after enjoying our Thanksgiving. So hope uh, everyone has a great week. Safe travels if you are traveling to wherever you are going, and we will see you tomorrow here on Take Command.